Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Hey friends, it's Jules and my main man, the Fritz. Cause we're Jules and the Fritz. Jules and the Fritz. Jules, Jules, Jules and the Fritz. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are talking about healing, but the type of healing that is done through sharing your story. And the reason why we are on this topic today, it was inspired by our most recent breathing room session, session four. And if you're not familiar with breathing room, it is a place a space of feeling mm. that we create virtually with our community and we do that via zoom and our topic of discussion was miracle-minded thinking and through that topic um, a lot of things were shared by you yes. <laughs> most importantly by you it wasn't just any old body it was you <laughs> <laughs> and i love that you call it um you know a space um and an experience because it is very much that um it is you could you could look at it as a classroom but it it's more of like a like a group therapy kind of session of just like everybody just coming together to, you know, love each other, hear some positive stuff and then And know they're about. not alone. Yeah. So the way that the breathing room session works is we have a topic that we cover with our group. And after we do a lesson, we open it up for discussion after. And what was really interesting about it is the Friday before the Sunday session, things were happening with you. And so, so much so that it was really kind of knocking you, yeah, uh, knocking you down a bit. And um, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> setting it up for our friends at home. Sure. And the, the whole idea of even teaching, you know, on spiritual practices when you're feeling not so great, not so strong is really, um, is really tough. And I have a feeling based on the conversations that we had during that session that there are a lot of people that are dealing with that same feeling. So when we, um, we're getting closer and closer to the session on Sunday. I even gave you the out and said, you know, do you want me to do it? And you're just 
kind of we can make your end lighter because we go back and forth. I mean, it's a it's a co-teaching environment and you were so brave and decided to use what you were feeling and it resulted in a powerful session. Holy moly, goodness. And um thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart and being transparent. And again, this is this episode that we're recording is inspired by that because I, I, for me, the biggest thing that I want folks to know is your story is important. And sometimes your story is messy or sometimes your story is painful. Sometimes your story is not quite into that pretty neat package that makes sense. Sometimes it's not in that pretty neat package that makes you feel really good about yourself. Sometimes you have to speak about your story in order to be real about the things that you're dealing with. And so people can see themselves in your struggle and know that they're not alone. I think that's why the sessions are so strong. It's because we we put ourselves out there. I mean, yeah. we completely open ourselves up and we are not ashamed of what we share. Right. And we don't allow shame to rule um, our minds. Right. We instead know that by sharing and shining light on that, you know, that leaves room for miracles to happen and healing to happen. So, um, so yeah, so I would love to hear from your perspective on how you felt sharing in the midst of healing something. Um, it was, um, it was interesting. It was kind of surreal. You know, in a way, um, I've, um, I definitely, I, I enjoy being able to tell a story of something that affected me, knowing that it is going to help other people. It's going to help the people that are on that call. Um, in this particular case, you know, I mean, being the gap being from Friday disturbance to Sunday, give a strong spiritual lesson. The turnaround time was pretty tough on that one, but it was all I could think about. It was, it was the only thing that was present in my mind. Um, you know, I don't want to rehash the whole story because that was for breathing room. But um, I think the the biggest thing to focus on was that Friday night after the disturbance had happened, um, and I I knew that I had work to do as far as you know working on what I was going to be doing in breathing room, and I couldn't even bring myself around to thinking about it because I was just still so mad. Um, I was mad from a few different places that I hadn't, you know, fully processed yet. I didn't, I didn't take, I wasn't able to take the time to actually, you know, process through those things. So, um, as I was trying to write out what I wanted to say, I couldn't find the, the, positive spiritual gain that I could offer to everybody from this because I was too close to it and I was still so close. And so I was like desperately trying to back myself up from the situation and distance myself from my emotions so that I could actually see the gold that was hiding beneath so many layers of dross. And I, and I think that one really interesting point that I noticed during this process 
with you was when you said, I'm supposed to be the one helping people through their stuff. And I can't even get through my own right now. Yeah. How am I supposed to? And you immediately, you know, were in a certain way kind of shaming yourself. Oh, yeah. There was and, a lot of shame happening in my mind. Okay. I didn't want to throw that on you if, if no, you weren't sure. feeling it. For sure. And so, you know, that's when it started to become clear that you needed to. And, and it's such a tricky position for me as your wife, but also as your spiritual partner and your work partner <laughs> to to tread lightly because you can always identify what's happening within someone else usually faster than they can, but it's not always helpful for you to point that out. Right. So I knew that you needed to do more work there, but you had to come to that conclusion on your own. And so I was gently starting to walk you through the, so what is the story that you're telling yourself right now? that prompt is so helpful because it helps you understand that you are in fact telling yourself something, whether or not you're even paying attention, like this is happening. And so when you were able to sit back and and start to tell me the story that was playing in your mind, you were then able to start identifying some things. And then that's when you realize, oh, I have to do the work. And you went to the work Dot com, which is Byron Katie's site, and started to fill out the Judge Your Neighbor worksheet right. because we love what Byron Katie says about war belonging on paper. And so, you know, you getting a chance to, and giving yourself that chance, that time to work it through, you were like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then that was the opportunity for me to remind you that how wonderful of a teacher you are because you're doing the work you know that the fact that you were doing the steps that you talk about you know it's it's not it's one thing to talk the talk but it is an entirely different game of walking the walk and that's what you were doing and it was clear when you did your part in breathing room because it was so powerful because you had done the work, you know, it wasn't just lip service. You actually were going through it and what you were sharing, even though you were in the process of healing it, what was so neat about it to watch, to witness was that you were sharing it not to help other people. I believe that you were sharing it because it's what you needed to do for you. And when you come from that place of sharing on that level without the attachment of how is it going to be received and how am I going to help people and or on the level of well what are they going to think about me or you know removing all of that stuff and just saying what you need to say because it's your truth and it's your story and you're owning it and you're saying hey I am you know I'm in this I'm in these feelings and the way that I'm going to help myself to heal on a deeper, greater level is to be honest about it. So you owned your story, which was amazing. It was really hard. It was really hard to do just to just even find the real story. 
you know, was hard. Mm. I had to, there were so many layers of, of like BS stories that were just layered in there. And it was like, you know, what was interesting about doing the work um, is that the questions ask you the same thing in different ways, almost. Um, you know, it'll, uh, it'll ask you, you know, how you feel about, you know, this person or this situation and who was involved. And so you start, you know, just kind of writing these things out. And as I continued to write and it continued to ask me questions, I felt less and less like I was able to actually do the judgmental work that the judge or neighbor worksheet wants you to do. It was almost like, like the, like my spirit was kind of coming in and, and, and reminding me of, of my truth and that these kind of that saying these things and thinking these things is not my truth to think, you know, angrily about someone or have attack thoughts about someone or a position or a belief is not what I believe. And so I was being that I was doing that. It's almost like I recognized within myself that there was a disconnect. And so I had to, um, I, I, I had to bring that down and I wasn't even able to hundred percent complete the work. Cause I just couldn't get there with, with, you know, feeling those feelings anymore. It was like, I started seeing the error, in the way I was thinking. And so then I was able to unravel it. You didn't from want there. it anymore. You were like, Oh, I can choose anymore. again. I can choose again right, right now. And, and for anybody who has done the judge your neighbor worksheet or will look it up based on hearing this, um, they do encourage you to get deep into your judgments so you can get it out. So don't feel like you're a bad person if you need to get that out because the thing is it's better out of you than staying within you Absolutely. so you know i just want to encourage somebody who may be feeling uh, a list of different emotions from all the things that are happening around us and they don't necessarily have someone to talk to or they don't have a place where these feelings can go this is a great option this is a great option. Um, a lot of our community members talked about uh, wanting to, being interested in therapy. Um, so that is incredible. Like, of course, you know, follow that lead. If you're feeling like I need to talk to someone, you know, having friends and family that you can trust is, is one thing. Having a trained professional that can help you in that respect is, is a different realm. So this is almost like a, in the meantime of getting to someone else, this can help you maybe in the moment that you're feeling it. The other interesting thing that came to light during that session was the idea of imposter syndrome. So you felt it oh, yeah. because you felt like, who am I? I'm supposed to be the one and I was like, no, you still are. You still are. You're just, this is a part of it. And your choice to work through it is what is the important point. And so I really wanted to spend some time talking about imposter syndrome. And um, the definition for imposter syndrome, I, I don't know that I realized how deep this definition is until mm -hmm. I actually wrote it out. And it's a psychological pattern, which right there is so telling. It's a psychological pattern. Right. It's not just like a new thought. It's not a new thought. It's a pattern in which a person doubts their accomplishments 
or talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Ouch. That's so real. I know. Oh, so real. I remember the first time that I heard the term imposter syndrome. Uh, we were in the middle of a marketing meeting when we were first creating Jules Loves Me. It was still the in the conceptual conceptions. Conceptualization oh. yeah, stage. Like, like, three words I'm trying to say at once. Thank you. you yeah. Y'all know what I mean. That stage of it, of, it, of it going from a feeling in my heart to a website, that's where I was. And yeah. so I had to talk to these folks about it. And, um, and I was sharing that, you know, going from being a makeup artist to now being, I don't know what I am because I was in that. I was like, well, I'm not a life coach, but... I'm a motivational speaker, maybe, and you know, was doing that whole thing. So I was not sure, but I felt, um, you know, I didn't have the confidence built up yet because it was still so new. I knew I could help. I knew I had things I had to share, you know, but I was wrestling with that feeling that, uh, you know, who am I to do this, right? And one of the the uh, marketing folks, she said, um, so you're dealing with imposter syndrome. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I didn't. And so she started to talk about it. Very, and I was like, that's not what I'm feeling. But I, cause I didn't want to feel like it was like, no, I don't want, yeah. uh, uh-uh, I don't like revelation. that. Like it, it, I'm gonna be honest. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. Cause I was <laughs> just kind of like, what you know and then when i started to think about once i actually looked it up and started i was like oh my gosh that is i do have a fear of somebody calling me out for not being legit and that had always been my fear like that's why with dollface i was so you know to you know dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's and you know i always wanted to make sure that i was legit i i never wanted to um and legitimacy meaning the real deal. Yeah. And, um, and so going into a new thing and, and feeling that happening, I was like, Oh man. And it was so interesting cause it almost like planted a weird seed in my head, um, of that imposter syndrome of like, are people going to think I'm a fraud? Cause then I had words for it. Right. And that's when I really can identify that that pattern started. And it would show up when I was down, when I would feel, you know, unsure about what I was doing and why I was doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. as you're walking your life, your journey, and you're trying to fulfill your, your life's call and your purpose, you know, you start questioning things, right? And I just remember that I, I was not sure when that would end. Like when, when would I hit a mark that would make that go away? And I started to realize that it was never going to be a place, like a destination, like a, I hit this and I'm good. Like I'm the real deal. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to come like that. It wasn't until the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So like that meeting, that marketing meeting happened the summer of 2016. 
and the pandemic started March of 2020. So there's a long time. There's a lot of things I did, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of, you know, people have helped, blah, 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 right? And I still was always, like, that was always in the in the background, right? And it's because it's a pattern. And if you don't identify patterns, they continue to just happen. They continue to cycle. And so understanding it now on the level that I understand it, the way that I have been able to start undoing that pattern is by understanding that I have to do it, like just owning it. Yeah. That That's how you start to stop it, right? And so the pandemic hit. And you know, six, eight weeks before the pandemic, I was already starting to feel this like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but this thing feels like, I don't know how I'm gonna do, do this, but something feels like it's calling me uh, to show up in a bigger way. And I wasn't really sure what that meant or what it was gonna look like. I was you know, tapping into conversations with my spiritual partners and saying, hey, this is where I am, you know, like seeking guidance. And the cool part is that the spiritual guidance I was receiving was, this is exciting. Don't be scared. This is good. This mm -hmm. is when you can feel something coming. Like, and so the pandemic hit and it was clear that I needed to start sharing. And so I challenged myself to start showing up every Sunday to do live stream sermons. And through that process of trial by fire, I guess you could say, I started to realize the importance of the work and I started to get over myself by getting out of my own way and saying, listen, your little fears that you have, these fears that you have about not being whatever, <laughs> you got to get over that. And it was so clear because my phone was blowing up. I mean, people were like in need of counsel and support and they were in need of, of just reminders, you know, and, and I had that. And so it felt for the first time, like I was withholding something that I wasn't supposed to be holding back. Like that was not okay. And which I, was your love. Which was my love <laughs> and which was my light. And I needed to own it. And, you know, and it finally, you know, started coming out. And thankfully it did because, you know, I really started to, to walk in that, you know, and feeling the strength of it. It was wobbly at first, you know, but then it just kept, kept going, kept going. And I always give credit to my soul sister, Mia Mance. She sent me a text after one of the sermons and she said, and I had confessed to her that I had felt very shaky through it, but I was just happy that I made it through. Right. And, um, and she had received a lot on the other end of it. So she was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you know, okay, sure. I, you know, sorry you felt like that, but just so you know, on the receiving end, that was the fire. And I was like, oh, and she said, I need you to know that however you show up is perfect. And that's exactly how you're supposed to show up in that moment. And 
when I heard that, it rang such a loud truth bell inside of me that it would be disrespectful for me to pretend that that wasn't true because I knew it, I felt it, and I couldn't undo it. I couldn't unknow it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, so those days where you're not sure, where you you hit record, you're, you're not really sure what's going to happen. Just trust that you are a vessel. Let me be a vessel. And that was, I think the biggest takeaway was remembering that it's not really about me. It's not as, as much as my ego would love to make this about me. It's not. And what it's about is me allowing myself to be open, to be used. So whatever comes out, I have to trust that that is what's meant to be. That is the message that spirit needed to come forth in the world for somebody. Right. right? And you really, through that process, you really helped me um, open myself up. You know, I watched you do all those sermons and um, I would always run to the other room after I got you recording and and watch on uh, Facebook Live (laughs) and, uh, you know, and try to, you know, be in the comments or something or whatever. But um, but through that, it made me really want to, um, be in the room where it happens. Mm. It was turned into the zoom where it happens. It was turned into breathing room. Right. And it you all, know? but the thing is, is like, I had to do it. I know. And I think that's what happens is with knowing that this imposter syndrome is internalized fear, right? So when you recognize that it's an internalized fear, it's a thought pattern So we know what we teach is when you have a thought pattern, when you have an internalized fear, the way to dissolve it is by affirming the truth. And the next step is to take action. So you don't just sit there and like tell yourself, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough. You got to start doing stuff, you know, because you, I love to say you have to put feet to your prayers. You know, you've got to, to make this stuff happen. And so whenever I have found myself to be inspirited or, you know, inspired, right? It's come from me engaging with spirit, it comes from me doing something. It's not like I'm just sitting around and then all of a sudden, the you know, the moment hits me and I'm like, oh, you know, now I know exactly what I need and I feel confident and I feel good. No, it comes from me working it and writing or, you know, dancing or moving or whatever it is like, you know, or, or speaking. It, it comes through action. And for me, I feel like that's where I have to show up, you know. And so that live stream, for example, there's a lot of adrenaline that rushes through you. And at first you're like, ah, you know, like my, I don't want my voice to shake. I don't want to lose what I'm going to say. What happens when the people show up and then they leave and I see the numbers going up and down. Here's the thing. You just got to, you just got to push all that aside and know that you're showing up as a part of your practice. Right. Cause part of your self trust and you building integrity is the fact that you're showing up. And you're doing this stuff and you're putting 
that action into motion. You know, you're not just sitting around talking about it. You're going around being about it, right? And so even if you don't know exactly what to do, it's like, just figure something out, figure, figure out something to do. And to me, that is, is an important part of it while I remember that I'm channeling something that I'm opening myself up because that, that helps me to remember, you know, you know, I, I say it so much emotions need motions to move through you. So the movement, whatever you're doing is allowing it to pass through you. And through that, you're also giving spirit an opportunity to show up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had this moment of like this major aha moment when you and I were talking about, you know, how important this topic is. And I had this moment of like, you feel like an imposter. I felt like an imposter when I was trying to make this about me on some level. You know, it's like, I want to make sure I say the right thing. I want to make sure that I help you. I want to make sure that I, you know, whatever. I have impact. I have impact. Whatever attachment it is I have to to the doing good, being good, right? So, again, when I remember that I am the vessel and I am open, boom, there it is. You know, that's when you remember that it's not about you. So how can you be an imposter? Because you are a vessel. And I think for me, what was happening to me that I didn't realize until just recently when you and I were discussing this, I was like, man, I was being an imposter because I was acting like I was trying to fool myself into believing that I'm the one doing this, that I'm the one coming up with the words. I'm the one coming up with the strong points and the life-changing moments. Like I'm the one doing that. And and so I almost feel like that, when I identified that, I was like, ah, okay. There's the right. imposter. There's the imposter. That's why I feel like an imposter. Cause then it all makes sense. Right. Because seriously, here's the thing we know. Studies show us that we need outside perspectives in different fields. So for me, coming into the spiritual world, space, thank (laughs) you, it's so expansive, from the beauty world into spiritual teachings, you know, I felt like, well, I'm not a reverend, I'm not a this, I'm not a that, right? Not a doctor, a psychiatrist. Right, 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 whatever. So I'm not any of those things, but what I am is a person who feels a strong call in their heart to do this and I'm going to figure it out every step of the way. And I trust myself to figure it out. And so for me that, that has helped, you know, so knowing that, so I wanted to share that in case there's somebody out there who is feeling like, well, I do this thing. This is the, the title I've attached to myself, but I'd really like to go into this place. You know, it's, You are a vessel. Be a vessel. Go have your feet move where they are supposed to be moved to. 
you know, it's all in the flow. And so going with it is, is so liberating, but also so enjoyable. Right. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this is fun. This feels good. When I don't attach all the burdens of feeling like I'm supposed to be qualified in some certain level. And I remember when our reverend was talking to us about going going to ministerial school or something, he was just, you know, we were talking about it. And he said, it could be something that opens doors for you. It could be something that closes doors for you. You know, I love Reverend Dale because he's so like, he just loves you wherever you are. And I said, well, I believe that whatever doors are meant for me will be opened. I don't have to do it a certain kind of way in order for this to happen. Right. And he was like, amen to that. Right. <laughs> he was like, ain't that the truth? I was like, oh, that's what I'm saying, right? So, you know, coming from that position is like, oh, so I wanted to share something on that note of how when you're doing this stuff, whatever, so you decide that you are the vessel, you commit to that, You that's your reminder. That's your reminder. I'm the vessel. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a vessel. Whatever you shall have me do, I'll do it. Here I am. Use me, right? That's the heart that you're you're leading with. Not only will your actions become clear, right? You have clarity there, but the way will be made clear. And so there won't be these obstacles that you may have perceived to be there or you're just like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out and trying to figure out the best way. And you're like, oh, well, that's going to stop me. And that, when it's meant to be, green lights, green lights, green lights, all of a sudden, the yeses. We say follow the yeses. Whatever you need will be available in the moment that you need it. Not the moment that you think you need it, not the moment you want it, but in the exact moment that you actually need it. And I can throw myself, I love as Tony Morrison says, throw myself to the wind so I can ride it. You know, and that's what it feels. It's that exhilarating, right. you know? So if you are out there right now feeling that, oh man, that imposter syndrome has definitely held me back, has definitely made me question myself understand that that's not really you that is not really you you have whatever desire that you have because it has been given to you and it is your responsibility to dig it out to cultivate it to work with it to learn it be in a relationship with it and remember that you are a vessel for it and allow it to move through you and do the work that it was put in you to do amen so we will leave it there. Mm -hmm. I have goosebumps all on my arms. I'm just so like, I'm so, I'm so excited for the light workers, the healers, the teachers hearing this message right now, knowing that this is ringing that truth bell. This is ringing that truth bell. And side note, I did a sermon on this called Radical Self-Love. So if you want me to take you to church, <laughs> as soon as this one gets done, go find Radical Self-Love. How about we put it in the show notes? Okay. Let's make it easy for you to find it. 
and get you some church and remember that this glory is within you for a reason it's for you to share it with us so then you can you can point back and say glory to god that's how i'm doing this that's how i'm doing this so oh love amen 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 may you have more grace more peace and more joy and always remember that the light in me loves supports and encourages the light within you till next time shine be glorious reflect the
A huge thank you to Amy Steinberg for allowing us to use her gorgeous song, Shine, Be Glorious. You can find more of Amy's beautiful music and her incredible work on amysteinberg.net. A link is waiting in our show notes. Buy her music and let it be a reminder to be a vessel to shine and be glorious. Be blessed, friends.